Welcome to the Infotainment Podcast Initiating Startup Sequence. Hi, my name is Randy, and the Infotainment Podcast will begin shortly. I will be around mound to podcast sound, pound for pound, the best podcast around. would like to welcome everybody's body to this episode of infotainment ho ho and more hoes uh merry christmas to one and all who celebrated we had our celebration uh, last night and it was a good time had by all for those who have listened to the last episode i was just finishing up uh, my conversation with my guest CJ on the Camel Beauty Contest in the United Arab Emirates uh, in Dubai, the billionaire's playground. And now we're moving on to another story during the uh, Christmas uh, festivities. Boy, all these seem to go around with uh, animal news. Let's see. Oh, here we have stupid news. Maybe we got some criminals uh, doing stupid things. Oh yeah, I did <laughs> I did see on a video show that shows stupid videos. It was one of those uh, I don't think they do this show anymore. It's called World's Dumbest. But this guy fills out an application for a convenience store. And the the clerk goes back where the guy can't see him for a little bit to do something. And you're the guy who fills out the application. He, st- he steals a jar of money. That was the money was intended to buy toys for underprivileged kids for like Christmas, I guess. You failed. <laughs> and here they. If they quickly track down the guy because he fills out his name and correct address <laughs> on the application. Uh-oh, we got a moron here. And, and he probably, would he probably get like, uh, like 50 bucks or something like that? Maybe even less. Did you eat a lot of paint chips when you were a kid? <laughs> Why? Yeah. A lot of weirdos. Uh, some stories about Amazon. Oh, I did hear a story about a FedEx driver who dumped a ton of packages down a ravine just because he didn't want to deliver them. Hmm. Happy now, asswipe. Oh, a man tries to dodge COVID vaccine using a fake arm. <laughs> <laughs> 
Dennis. <laughs> okay. A dentist in Italy who needed uh, a vaccine certificate offered up a rubber, a rubber uh, foam arm in an attempt to evade the actual shot. <laughs> I don't know if that was like a, a rubber arm made by a Trojan or not, but... <laughs> uh, maybe went to the funeral home and borrowed an arm. <laughs> Talking about giving someone the cold shoulder... <laughs> really? The local nurse discovered that uh, he was trying to use a fake arm to get proof of vaccination. Uh, nurse Philippa B-U-A, Bua, Ua, hmm, in the city of Biella, <laughs> said she first noticed something was amiss pretty quickly. So he was trying to fake it or he, and not trying to get the nurse to go along with it, I when I discovered the arm, I felt a skin that was cold and gummy. <laughs> and the color was too light, she told the Italian newspaper Carrera della Sera, per the Associated Press. She said at first she thought uh, he had an actual prosthetic arm and he had simply accidentally offered her the wrong one, but that was not the case. Uh, why do you always have to deter these things? The man was wearing a covering on his torso with two rubber foam arms attached. But told the New York Times, and the man ultimately admitted that his goal had been to obtain COVID-19 vaccine certificate without receiving the shot, she said. Uh. Well, well, if you're going traveling, a lot of places... that. You can show the vaccine card, but you have to get the test anyway. Last month, Italy mandated that uh, venues like bars, restaurants, and theaters, among others, will require a super green pass that requires the holder either has been vaccinated against COVID-19 or had the illness and recovered, according to the Times. The man who is a dentist also needed proof of vaccination for work. The dentist's actions received a, a condemnation from officials in the region of Piedmont, which is where Biela is located. Alberto Cirio, uh, Cirio, president of the Piedmont Regional Government, called the attempt at deception an offense to the region's health system, CNN reported. In a joint statement, Sirio, <laughs> oh, boy, give me a break. This is this is a really <laughs> off the cuff podcast that I didn't know we were going yeah. to be doing. <laughs> yeah, you know, off the cuff, it can be fun. Yep. <laughs> and I have been laughing the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> the case could be classified as ridiculous. Yeah, you'd think a dentist would know would know the benefits uh, to do it the right way, but to using fake arms, how did he expect to get away with that? <laughs> that just, yeah. 
I don't know. What are you people? On dope? Except uh, we are talking about a gesture of enormous gravity, unacceptable for the sacrifice that the whole community is paying for, for the pandemic. Yeah, that's just bizarre. Well, they'll never know this is a fake arm. Mm. <laughs> they'll never guess this. Yeah, they'll never guess it. <laughs> yeah, because usually they ask you to do stuff with your arm, you know, like squeeze your... Yep. <laughs> make make a tight fist. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I can't. I just I don't feel up to it today. <laughs> <laughs> I have to take my other hand to do this. And just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she's probably going, what are you trying to be, a puppeteer or something with your hands? And, <laughs> um, oh, let's see. A snowstorm. Forces customers, staff to sleep overnight in Ikea. Hopefully they had <laughs> wonder if they had to put together their beds and stuff. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> sit there with a bunch of tools. They and sl- half, the night, half, half the night putting, putting together their beds. And then and, uh, come morning time, you know, they don't get to bed at all. So yeah. put them together for no reason. It does say that they slept in the beds that are usually on show in Aalborg, uh, Denmark store. It's in Denmark. Yeah, hopefully Uh, there wasn't any stains. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Ikea store is still open and there's some people in there. (laughs) Mommy, what's the brown stain on the Oh, <laughs> in northern it's in northern uh, Denmark. Well, Co- the Copenhagen Denmark Associated Press is reporting this. An IKEA showroom turned into a vast bedroom. Six customers and about two dozen employees were stranded by a snowstorm. And spent the whole night in the store sleeping in the beds that are usually on show <laughs> up to uh, 30 centimeters, 12 inches of snow fell, trapping the customers and employees when the department store in Allberg closed on Wednesday evening. Well, they'd better be lucky you know, to count themselves blessed they weren't stuck in a funeral home. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> oh. Well, yeah. What's your most comfortable? I want the gold standard of coffins to sleep in. <laughs> oh. Combo that. We'll leave the coffin open for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll leave the coffin laid on for you, yeah. <laughs> huh. Up to... Th- <laughs> Up to 30 centimeters, 12 inches of snow fell, trapping the customers and employees when the department store in Alborg closed on Wednesday evening. We slept in the furniture exhibitions on our showroom on the first floor, where we have beds, mattresses, and sofa beds. Store manager Peter Elmos uh, told the extra bladette tabloid, People could pick the exact bed they've always have wanted to try. 
I doubt that Ikea would have like the Craftmatic bed or the Casper bed or the uh, purple purple one that they used to advertise, the purple bed. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> Elmo said they spent the evening watching television and eating. Adding it went super well. Hopefully they didn't spill any food in their bed. It had been a good night, all fun. <laughs> I wonder if it was like a co-ed thing. <laughs> I don't know. Denmark's public broadcasting said people working in a toy shop that is next door to Ikea also spent the night in the department store. Yeah, I don't think there'd be much to sleep on in the toy shop. Yeah. No, not really. It'd be pretty boring. Yeah. Yeah, break out the Monopoly game. There we go. Yeah. Use the fake money as a pillow or something. Um, it's much better than sleeping in one's car. It has been nice and warm, and we are just happy that they would let us in. Michelle uh, Barrett, one of the toy shop staff, told... DR. We just laughed at the situation because we'll probably not experience it again. I wonder if they had to put the IKEA TV together so they could watch TV. And that's the end of that. Hmm. Reindeer burglar wanted by New Hampshire police over a school break in. Police believe that the buck is part of an organized crime group breaking into buildings in New Hampshire. Huh. What are they uh, stealing? Police have released a sketch, a sketch of the antlered suspect. <laughs> Wanted in connection with a burglary at the New Hampshire school. Uh, what was his burglary attempt? Just breaking in? Or, <laughs> or did he go right to the cafeteria or something? <laughs> Wanted the reindeer burglars. Barnstead Police Department wrote Sunday on Facebook in a slight flight of fancy on the local hoofed ruminants. We are investigating a burglary at the elementary school, reported BPD at 1220 today. Police said they responded to a, a report of a broken window at the school and were surprised to discover a 10-point buck inside the school lobby. Mm, that would make a nice, some nice venison. Yeah. 10-point buck, wow. A lot of hunters would be proud of that. Yep. Officers called for backup, and firefighters arrived to capture the hefty interloper. They were talking that this, this was a gang group of uh, deer... <laughs> <laughs> La lobby they captured the large suspect well as emergency personnel gained entry the suspect escaped as he crashed through a second window and was last seen running down maple street uh, the getaway officer cookingham gave chase pursuing the four-legged suspect who was too swift for the officer in the distance, a voice could be heard yelling, Oh, Dancer, in the blink of an eye, the suspect was gone. 
Mm. Wow. Funny he didn't try to carjack a car or something and try to get away, but... Yeah, really. <laughs> At the scene of the crime, police found a five-point antler and will be sending it to the crime lab to check for DNA. What? <laughs> yeah, I... <laughs> that's what it says. Well, they, they said that was a 10-point, and they f did it five points break off on that one deer, or was it another <laughs> another culprit? I don't know. <laughs> Police believe that the buck is a, a part of a group, an organized crime group, breaking into buildings in New Hampshire earlier today. Our police counterparts in Goffstown re responded to a call of a buck inside an auto repair shop and the suspect got away when police arrived on the scene barnstead police will be working with the goffstown police and other law enforcement agencies to try to match hoof prints <laughs> mm. surveillance and booking photos to see if this is the same suspect from the goffstown burglary or another member of this organized crime group. <laughs> we will keep the public posted as new information comes in. Didn't say, I guess they weren't wearing masks or anything. The officer pursued the suspect, but the four-legged four perp was apparently too swift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, how's it going? Uh, white men can't jump? Well, hopefully... They capture the the organized uh, mafia crime group of deer. Oh, wow. Let's see. A book was returned to an Idaho library 110 years past due date. I heard about that. Somebody found it and turned it in. Uh, can yeah. you imagine the library finds on that? Yeah, they said... Um... <laughs> Uh, something I've read said that they have a statute of limitations on that, and it, or either they had a statute of limitations and it ran out, or they stopped finding people. I forget how it goes now, but there was actually a news thing about it just recently. Hmm. If the Boise Public Library were still enforcing the late fee printed in the book, it would have racked up more than $800 in fines. Wow, yeah, I, I heard closer to like two thousand. Oh, okay. What I had heard, but it don't matter either eight hundred or two thousand. That's a hefty fine. For a hundred and ten years, I thought it would be a little bit more, but uh, yeah, yeah, two two thousand would be quite a bit. Maybe somebody found it and had a guilty conscience or something. <laughs> yeah, a hundred and ten year old man found it after. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I was walking down the street. I mean, chaining down the street. Yeah, let's see. Not so, mine. You, you know, we're about the same age. It's not my book. <laughs> <laughs> there is an episode of Seinfeld where uh, Jerry had checked out a book, and it was late over, like a decade or more, more than uh, a decade, and the. The library detective was named Bookman. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
It was, the book was called, it was uh, Tropic of Cancer. <laughs> uh, check this out. Someone just returned a book to an Idaho library more than a century after its original due date. Uh, the book was taken out on November 8, 1911. So obviously it was uh, pretty overdue. Yeah, I'd say it was a little overdue. Yeah. Library assistant Anne-Marie Martin of the Boise uh, Public Library told Idaho 6 News. The book was The New Chronicles of Rebecca by, by Kate Wigan. It was published in 1907. Someone recently returned it to the library in nearby Garden City where a staff member saw it at a sticker indicating it belonged to the Boise Public Library. Oh, gee. Huh. Let's see. Uh, New Chronicles of Rebecca, originally checked out, was uh, recently returned with a fine of two cents per day for 111 years. Yeah. Whoever checked out the book would owe $803. Huh. Thank goodness the Boise Public Libraries are now fine-free. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't think they they didn't admit their names, so they, they probably were wondering if they <laughs> whoever was hanging on the book seems to have taken great care of it. Oh, yeah, it looks like it's yeah. in pretty good shape. I got a picture of it right here. I'm sure the library's like we wondered where that book went. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we were <laughs> we were worried about it every day. <laughs> yeah, we have thousands of books here, and we're worried about that one book. <laughs> it probably uh, probably get checked out quite a bit now, just to see what. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever was hanging on to the book seems to have taken great care of it. It's in very good shape, Martin told uh, KTVB Seven. I think the condition would be very good to excellent. Uh, good condition to excellent. The late fee policy from when the book was checked out is printed inside. Books may be kept two weeks without renewal unless otherwise labeled. A fine of two cents per day is imposed on overdue books. Well, it said they didn't have a fine policy. That policy would mean that whoever checked it out would more owe more than $800, well, it said $803, but that fee wouldn't, would not actually be levied. Martin said, since the library doesn't charge more in late fees than the cost of the book, well, maybe they, they had the person who checked it out. I'm sure they were dead. Well, maybe they would go to their family members for... <laughs> Uh, at the time, in this case, the book would uh, cost a dollar fifty. <laughs> <laughs> On top of that, the library did away with fines altogether in 2019. Instead, it doesn't let people check out any new items when something is overdue, and only charges if the item is lost or damaged. Many library systems have done away with fines in recent years. Uh, I suppose with the advent of the Internet, they want to try to make it uh, more appealing to come to the library. Huh. 
and some research has suggested that abolishing late fee increases the number of library users without also lending to an uptick in late book returns. Oh, here we go. 45, since we are uh, coming very close to Christmas, uh, and i like to wish uh, a Merry Christmas to those people who celebrate it. Yeah, I'd like to wish everybody a Merry Christmas, happiest of New Year's. Yes, and hopefully all those people that were affected by tornado damage in the south and midwest get taken care of. Yep, keep them on our minds and our prayers, stuff like that. A lot of people have lost family members this year due to the C word, and uh, keep them in our prayers as well. Yes, definitely. But these are 45 weird Christmas gifts that may be even too strange for Santa. This ought to be good. <laughs> and I've, I've got to wrap it up here in a little bit. Oh, okay. Well, there's something weird for everyone in our annual holiday gift guide who wouldn't love musical toilet paper or cell phone-shaped cheese. Uh, after 11 months of conforming, the holiday season allows us to cut loose with ugly sweaters, songs about animals saving the holiday, and Hallmark movies featuring people who never buy greeting cards. You're doing all these weird things anyway, and so add some weird shopping to your activities. This is an annual gift guide to this holiday season's most bizarre gifts, such as musical toilet paper, well, during some times during 2020, we, we just would have been happy to have regular toilet paper. Yeah. Let's see. Cheese-shaped cell phones. Oh, my sister-in-law could get me this bacon-scented wrapping paper mm. <laughs> because she only listened to, like, one of my podcasts and I talked about bacon quite a bit. So she's been getting me bacon stuff this year. Uh, the last time we were over there for lunch, she, for Christmas, she gave me a, a bacon calendar. Oh, I should hold on a sec. I should get that and read off some of, some of the different sayings for the month. Yeah, she got me a, a bacon calendar which almost looks like an album. So huh. I I told a, fr a friend that came over and I said, yeah, you got a turntable? I got this new album by uh, Bacon. Uh, we could play. <laughs> it's a calendar. I think in January, it's got uh, Here's Your Bacon, uh, Here's Your Brains on Bacon. Please excuse the high production values on this. I, <laughs> I need to get my glasses for this. Uh, once upon a time, bacon, the end. I just want abs, absolutely all the bacon. <laughs> I like bacon. Okay. One month it says I like bacon and maybe three people. Life is hard, bacon helps. I'm just here for the bacon. Uh, bacon is meat candy. Uh, you had me at bacon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
bacon, the reason uh, you're not a vegetarian. <laughs> Thanks for, uh, let's see, that's too much bacon, said the one-liner. <laughs> eat bacon, okay. eat bacon and be merry. <laughs> and she also... Or, or, or eat, eat merry and be bacon? Yeah, something like that. Eat, yeah, eat bacon and be merry. <laughs> so I actually have to open that up. At the largest candy store here in Minnesota, I did get a couple items. I got a, a tin of bacon bar soap. I haven't opened that up yet. You know, I've never been there. I, I want to go there sometime. I have some relatives that have been there, but I've yet, I've yet to get there. Oh, man, the day we were there, it is packed, and that place is huge. Huh. And one place is devo one side of it is devoted to candy, and the next one's devoted to like pops and different drinks, and they're all oh, wow. weird titles. She said she ordered this off Amazon, but huh. <laughs> well, let me go down to the musical toilet paper rolls, and then we'll wrap it up here. Uh, <laughs> Although wrapping paper usually gets the focus on Christmas Day, toilet paper is both number one and number two. <laughs> <laughs> on every other day, a person can always use more uh, TP, especially when it comes in a musical box. Thank you for calling. This is T. Tony. How may I help you? just picked up my 92 Accord from your lot, and there is a huge turd in the back seat. A huge turd? Yes. Yeah, it's got uh, six rolls of uh, toilet paper. Wow. Uh, they got notes flying out of the thing. Uh, I don't know if it, when you open the package, if it starts playing, or it, actually when you use the roll, it uh, yeah. plays music. Pressure sensitive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why more pressure for more sound? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wonder what songs. I suppose it'd be like Chris Christmas songs. I wonder. I suppose. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh yes, the bacon scented wrapping paper. Some people really love the smell of bacon, but frankly, giving uncooked bacon as a gift is impractical and slimy. Avoid the mess by giving wrapping paper scented just like cured pork belly. Mmm. Or you can also give the toilet snake. Yeah, the toilet snake with the uh, musical toilet paper. That'd be a great combination there. <laughs> Hosting people for the holidays can be fun, but not when they insist on using bathrooms other than the one des designated for company. Luckily, the toilet snake is on the case to encourage your guests to follow directions. Hmm. <laughs> and it's just a sitting there floating on top of the toilet water, and it looks like a cobra almost. Huh. Uh, it's like... <laughs> Bernie Sanders and his mittens tree ornament. We got light up peeing Santa sweater. <laughs> yeah. 
Like everyone else, Santa has to answer nature's call. Unlike everyone else, his bathroom breaks get memorialized in an ugly sweater. Gotta love the holidays. Oh, man. Oh, this is, yeah, this is extremely gross. Poop soap on a rope. Oh. <laughs> yeah, just what I wanted to shower with. It, it's not like the poop emoji, which would be kind of a funny. This uh, more looks like a hot dog that's been in the microwave too long. Or a penis that uh, you should go to the doctor to have checked out. Oh, bring here it to the pool. You bring it to the pool and be the life of the party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that in, God, what movie was that? Animal House? Not Animal House, but uh, one of them. Duty in the pool here was a baby Ruth. Uh, oh, you know what? I thought we did that on one of our trips. <laughs> Good. <laughs> or we talked about it. I don't know if we did it. <laughs> Dumping a baby Ruth in a... <laughs> I think that was a golfing one with Rodney Dangerfield. And, uh, God, I shouldn't remember. That's a classic movie. But um, this one I wouldn't mind. Sexy Elf on the Shelf costume. Oh, it's just a costume. Oh, get this for your significant other. The elf on the shelf is supposed to stay in the fireplace mantle, but don't be surprised if this one ends up in a part of the house that's a little more private. Hmm. (laughs) Okay. It does look pretty sexy, actually. The tubble. Hmm. Baths are... One of life's pleasures, but outside of ads for erectile dysfunction products and hot tubs, you rarely see them in the great outdoors. The tubble makes it possible to bathe in pretty much any environment, even in the actual bathroom. But this one, it shows the tubble outside in the snow and the guy reading a book. So it's got to be part jacuzzi, too, I would think. Oh, and here's the the cheese that's shaped like a flip phone. They're not even up to date on that. They got, it's not even a smartphone. <laughs> mm. So if you want cheese that looks like a phone, there you go. Oh, a sex toy that doubles as a safe. Imagine this scenario. Your house is getting broken into, but the thieves don't take anything valuable. Because the loot is locked up in a lubed sex toy that doubles as a safe. (laughs) Dog goggles, baby hands, candles. Hmm. I've heard of bakeries that, uh, I saw this on a video too, uh, bakeries that actually make like infant baby cakes. And they showed it like, some person cutting into the brain and it was like a cake it was like extremely uh, uh, grotesque Uh, oh you can buy a sexy Grinch costume for your significant other 
Uh, that's not bad looking either, really. Deer pong game. <laughs> Drinking mm-hmm. game. A toothbrush that gets all teeth at once. Mm. That is huge. Mm. To open your mouth wide for that one. Oh, we got a pink flamingo that holds beverages by the pool. Backside is the backside of it's filled with ice and beers <laughs> and stand up thing. Mm. Oh, true crime ugly Christmas sweater. Oh man, it shows people lying in the lying down, bleeding. Courtroom scenes, a prison, a, a prisoner behind bars. Ouch. <laughs> A footprints, skeleton uh, heads, a Christmas tree, cat cape for your cat, Johnny Rotten jigsaw puzzle. He was in a band. Birthday candles that double as joints. As a what? As a, a marijuana joint. <laughs> An eye massager. That might, I might like that. Uh, Massaging my eyes. How's it feel? Well, it's not something I saw myself ever doing before getting this great gift. Hulk Hogan, the wrestler, slippers. (laughs) (laughs) I want that. Yeah. (laughs) It's got his whole head at the front of the, where the toes come out. Reindeer hat for pets. That looks like it's been crocheted. Oh, every in this apartment complex, everyone here's got their pet dressed up in something. The pillow cube. Anyone who prefers sleeping on their side knows they have to do a lot of fluffing to get the darn pillow aligned with their neck. Not so with the pillow cube. For once, being square is a good thing. Actually, I want a pillow that keeps uh, that keeps cool. That would be neat. Actually, I thought of that. Uh, you know, you know those uh, blue gel ice packs. Yeah. You can actually make a pillowcase out of that and have the the pillowcase in the freezer and then put it over uh, over your pillow at night. Of course, it'd have to be a low-grade coolness because too cold it wouldn't work, but... (laughs) Frostbite in the morning. Actually, I thought of putting the pillowcase in in, in a plastic bag in the freezer during the day and then uh, take it out at night. might work for a while. You know, you should uh, get in touch with Mike Lindell and, and come up with something. Share the royalties with them. Yeah. <laughs> the, the blue gel pillowcase. There you go. That you can put in. <laughs> but it'd have to be done. The coolest pillow you'll ever sleep on. Yeah. Because I'm always flipping my pillow over to the cool side. Of course, it'd have to be designed quite a bit different than the ones for, like, the the coolers, I think. Ooh, sexy snowflake outfit for your significant other. She's got a snowflake uh, over her torso and then the white leggings below. 
This is one snowflake sure to make your hearts melt. <laughs> oh, here we got uh, ugly sweaters uh, based on the movie Jaws. It's got the shark coming out of the water with its teeth bearing, and it says Jaws up on top. <laughs> and somebody swimming right above the shark. Randy, I have to get hey. out of here. Yeah, sorry about that. I was going <laughs> to stop at that one, but <laughs> they were funny. So uh, as long as yeah, you could stay. Well, thank you for sitting in on this yeah. uh, podcast. I'll, I'll see how the editing goes on this. It'll be interesting. <laughs> yeah, it'll be, be good. It was an interesting uh Christmas-type program. So. Merry Christmas to all who celebrate it, and it'll probably be my last one before the holiday. Yeah, and we will talk to you all next year. Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Yeah, and good luck with your new Apple uh, computer present. Yeah, thank you. Get uh, a lot of studying to do and get into it here. So. Yeah, and, uh, well, you have a good night, and as always, uh, have a happy night, uh, happy day, and a uh, happy ending tonight. <laughs> Sounds good. Same to you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Evacuation order acknowledged. Like they say, that's all, folks. I'd like to wish everyone a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year, and all that good stuff. For those of you who have listened to my shows before, you know the drill about my Facebook page and making possibly a donation to this uh, podcast. So I'll say goodbye and see you in the new year. Keep it real, homies.